Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information, or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. From today's reading from Philippians, Paul writes, I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Christ Jesus. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. When Emily and I bought our first home in Houston shortly after we married in 2012, my daily commute to the office changed, as did the scenery on my daily drive home from work. And one of the first things I noticed was this beautiful brick mansion that was under construction and appeared to be almost complete. The foundation had been laid, the edifice built, The house still needed windows and a door and landscaping and I imagine a fair amount of wiring and inner beautification. But as a lover of all things HGTV, (laughs) I was very excited to watch the owner bring this house to completion. Well, it only took a few drives home to see that the project had stalled. As it turns out, the owner had experienced a financial setback, and so completion of the home would have to wait. But every day, as I drove by this house, I wondered, will this be the day? Is this the day the owner returns to complete what he started? So here we are smack dab in the middle of Advent, a season in which the church invites us, the people of God, to ponder, will this be the day? Will this be the day that God returns to complete what God started, right? Because as you may have heard me say last week, Advent is a season that reminds us that we are in fact waiting And in today's reading from Philippians, we're told in one word that for which we wait. Completion. I am confident of this, Paul writes, that the one who began a very good work in your life will bring it to completion by the day of Christ Jesus. Advent reminds us that we wait for completion. Right, because so often our life can feel like that house. Beautiful on the outside, structurally sound, maybe even sitting on the right lot, but also stalled and sometimes vacant and not quite finished. And so I wonder if you can access that place in your own heart. For instance, I turn on TV and I see the wildfires in California that have destroyed 18,000 homes and left 100 people dead. I look at that and it makes me long for a sense of completion. Someone I love is diagnosed with an illness and that makes me 
long for completion, I see a refugee in a homeless population that is growing exponentially. People who just want a place to live and they don't have one. And that fills my heart with a sense of sadness and makes me want completion for this world. And, you know, I think Paul was longing for completion whenever he sat down to write this letter because suffice it to say, Paul's ministry has stalled. You may have noticed in verse 7 that Paul references his imprisonment, which is not a metaphor. Like John the Baptist before him, Paul has been arrested and he writes this letter from jail thinking that he very well might die in prison. And so as Paul writes to the church at Philippi, he is coming to grips with the notion that maybe as a missionary, he's not going to be able to complete the good work he began. For God is my witness, he writes, how I long to see all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus But what is it that Paul really longs for? Completion. Now we all have a different faith story and we all have a different temperament. But in my own life, I was 17 years old whenever I began to consciously grow in my relationship with Jesus Christ. And at the time, as I think back on 17-year-old John Newton, I was pretty confident that God was getting a very good deal having me on God's team. Um, I was very pious and a very devout 17-year-old. I knew all the commandments and everyone around me knew them as well because I would always tell them. I was a real delight to be around. And I took my faith very seriously, but I still recall the first time I sat down to read the Sermon on the Mount when I heard Jesus say, be ye perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And I'm not lying when I say that my very first thought after reading that passage from Scripture was, now Jesus, I'm going to need a little bit of time, but I think I'm almost there. (laughs) 20 years later, I am not almost there. And if I'm being perfectly honest, it often feels like God is shattering whatever foundation the house of my life is built on, not painting and polishing the edifice. Because in the last 20 years, let me tell you the most significant shift that has taken place in my own spiritual life. I no longer believe that I can complete myself. In other words, I used to see completion as something we work. But now I know that completion is something we wait for. And this very human need to wait for God's completion, I find expressed quite humorously by American poet Molly Carr, who was once asked about becoming a Christian and the difference her conversion made in her life. And of course, being a Christian did make a big difference in her life, she said, because Before she was a Christian, she wanted to kill all the people on the New York subway. But now that she was a Christian, she only wanted to kill half the people on the New York subway. Molly Carr is not almost there. I am not almost there. Our world is not almost there. 
But God, Advent says, God is almost here. And that, my friends, is the good news of the Christian gospel that in spite of the many ways that humanity unconsciously tries to sabotage God's work, that God will bring to completion our lives and our world, right? That is what the coming of Christ is all about. God descending to us, not we ascending to God. And what that means is that all of us as God's people are invited to live and to feel the tension of being incomplete as we await Christ's return. I'll say that again, that God invites us to experience and live in the tension of being incomplete. And what that means is that whatever brokenness there may be in your life or in your family or in your mind, or in your body, or in our world, whatever brokenness you might know very intimately, that it's okay. That really, in one sense, it is okay. And the reason we believe it's okay is because God has begun something incredibly good by creating both us and our world, and God will bring to completion in God's own way and in God's own time, everything, and I do mean everything, that is incomplete. But in the meantime, we live as the people of God in the tension of feeling incomplete. Because what is Christian community, really? But a group of people who are consciously willing to enter that fragile and vulnerable space together, that fragile, vulnerable space of waiting for God to finish what God started. You see, what makes the church different from the world is not that we're complete and everyone else out there is incomplete. It's not that we're holy and perfect and everyone else out there is unholy. What makes the church unique is that we have a vocation to tell the truth about our need for completion, and we proclaim a belief that completion will come when Christ returns. Christ has come, Christ has died, Christ will come again. It is the most countercultural thing we say as the people of God. Our belief, that is, that the owner will return and complete what he started. And so I wonder where in your own life is it that you long for completion? Maybe it's an illness or a relationship that is not working or an addiction or a vague feeling of dissatisfaction or sadness or being stalled. Maybe it's injustice in our world that you wish you could fix. Where in your life are you a house with no windows, sitting on the same lot year after year, just waiting for something new. Because it's only when we know that place in our own heart that we can offer it up to God as a sacrifice and stand the tension of feeling incomplete. Because the alternative is hatred and anger and 
emotional or physical violence, right? Violence, whether it's emotional or physical, is what happens when everyone in the world feels incomplete and then blames everyone else for that feeling, demanding that they be the ones to change. And so I just wonder if everyone in our world had the courage to just live in the tension of feeling incomplete, I wonder if there'd be war or strained relationships or eggshell work environments. I don't know the answer to that question, but I do know that my experience tells me that only people who are willing to experience their incompleteness, who surrender to it because they really trust God to complete them, that they alone experience the healing power of community. And so here's the question I leave you with today. Do you believe that the one who began a good work in your life will bring it to completion? Do you believe that? And if so, how might that belief change your life right now? I will end by saying that after about three years, I finally saw a team of workers in front of that red brick house, and I immediately broke out into a huge smile. About six months later, a family had moved in, and I have to say the house is now beautiful, both inside and out. The owner returned and and completed the good work that he began. Do you believe that God intends to do the same in your life? And if so, I wonder, will this be the day? Amen.